You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm John, I'm hosting for this evening. And we've got a, a situation whereby we've got another two people who have hosted uh, Chris, who is the regular host this season, and owner of Scottish Football Forum, Craig. Good to have you back, Craig. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. It's been a wee while since I've been on, but uh, I thought this was a, a good chance for me to, to come on and, and have a wee bit of a, a chat about Scotland from what I've seen and maybe mention a wee bit about Rangers as they're looking very likely to clinch the, the championship title. Oh, no, we don't talk about Rangers anymore. You know, been listening or... Recently. I've been listening and there's not been enough because there used to be a, a wee 10-minute section every week where I would blither on about pies and whatnot. Not much about football, but pies. And that's been missing. So I, hopefully I can bring that back. Oh, I definitely. Oh, I will. We need but to get, get that back. I've missed the pie chart. <laughs> everyone, likes, everyone loves a bit of pie. Well, well, you'd think so. Uh, but yeah, Chris, uh, it's a bit of a change for you, I see, being as a guest. Yeah, I've, I've been getting used to the hosting, but um, there's a bit of a situation with my internet connection at the moment, so I'm uh, I'm on some standard equipment this, this, on this podcast. Guest situation it is, for, yeah, just in case so, I drop yeah. off. So hopefully everything will be alright tonight. There might be the odd kind of tearing problem, but we'll see what happens. Hi, um, Chris, don't be afraid to, to badmouth BT. Since they've no shortage of broadband, you've been out without it for days. Days? It's been almost a week now. It's pathetic. It's not, it's not good enough. No, I'm going to have to show that one, I think. Aye, hopefully they're listening to the podcast tonight and they'll sort it out. Okay. I, I don't want to badmouth BT too much because I know Derek Ray, who's rendered the podcast, he works for them. It's a different division, it's all right. It's all right. He, he doesn't sort out the broadband. He doesn't climb up those <laughs> sort out the telephone wires. It, it, to be fair, he does a lot of climbing in his job. It does, aye, aye, it does. Maybe it does. Maybe he moonlights. Aye, we'll move on anyway. Uh, we'll start off with the usual charity bet. Unfortunately, oh. both bets no use, useless. It couldn't have gone any more wrong if we. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Aye, probably not. To be fair, to be fair, two of the games, uh, we had East Fife, we had Clyde, we had Falkirk, but pretty decent, pretty well. We, we should know though. Don't touch League Two because. We've been saying all season it's a nightmare. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, we, we, we went for home games in week two, which seems like a good idea when it comes to form. But talking about this week, it's got a bit. Uh, I think that's changed a wee bit though. I think earlier on in the home 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 advantage counting league two. Recently though, it's it's who knows what's happening. No one wants to win the league. That, that's the bottom line. But uh, Clyde, they were ahead. They were they went ahead. East Fife went ahead. Um, but aye, East Fife got paid back to a draw from Queens Park. Clyde lost at home to both. And Falkirk lost at home to Lovey, so aye. Falkirk hubs that uh, it was useless. Aye, see, I don't know I don't know why, but for some reason I looked at your charity bet this week and thought, right, this is a right good there's a right good chance of this coming in. So I thought, do I go in a, a treble here or, or what? I, I wasn't hundred percent confident, so what I did was I went for I think it's a trick save where I went for the doubles and the treble. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. Aye, but then that means that I've got four times the stake. So I'll ended up losing four times because of use. I don't know if I can forgive you. Uh, to, to be fair, we've done all right this season, but I that was a shocker. We put our hands up with that one. It's going to get oh, harder, though. I think it's going to get harder because, as we've been saying the last few weeks, there's no many teams that aren't playing for anything these days, apart from Hearts. But most teams in the leagues are playing for something, whether yes. it's promotion, titles, relegation, avoiding playoffs. So 
Ah, it's going to get more difficult. Um, we're getting into April as well, so we're running out of time. We are. Oh, but uh, we've already burst all records, Chris. Well, uh, sorry, sorry, I said we, but uh, what I should really have said is you and John and, and uh, the, the gaffer and Andy and Laurie. How, how many times have you been on this season, Craig? I think I've been on uh, certainly no more than a handful. Aye, because Craig and you got a winner there on the season, didn't you? You got a double. We got, I don't like to go on about it, but we did get a double. <laughs> I think it was the first double of the season. And then was, for some uh, reason, you decided to be selfish and blow us right out of the water. John, I don't know who you were on with, but you managed to get a double again. Uh, it'd be Andy, I think. It was the week after, so it, it really aye, it ruined it for us. It was the two weeks I was on holiday. That's no coincidence, Chris. I don't know when what that is. Chris, when is he going on holiday? To be fair, we've had three doubles this season and I was involved in We're all good. Aye, um, but aye, another charity bet, but a good one, Peter Head, what could it be? Roy McAllister, yeah. nah. Usually, usually Peter I bet, lost. Peter Head in good form, Peter Head lost, lost for the first time three months. Uh, um, that, aye, that exactly. Complete. So yeah, the other consideration we had, possibly, uh, was El Bactui, and uh, we should have maybe went with him, because he came up with a hat-trick, as yeah. Dunfermline won the title. Uh, first club in Britain to win their the league as well. A nice, nice result nice. for them. They've uh, been looking like they were going to clinch the title for quite a while. Now they've been scoring for fun, and Elbak 2 has been scoring for fun as well. Yeah, I read that until going to the Fermi, they don't really play futsal. He's never played much Jeffries, of football. Jim Jeffries was saying that. Uh, he said that he'd got a pal uh, in France, and he'd recommended the guy, but he'd only played, or he'd predominantly played futsal 5-on-5 five five indoors. And he came across and he, he just wanted to test him out and see if he could hack it outdoors on a, on a side pitch. And I think it took him a wee while to get up to speed, which naturally is the case if you're going from that futsal to a living side. But yeah, it seems to have worked really well. I think one concerning thing for Dunfermline I was reading is that his contract is up and Elbeck too he isn't sure exactly what's going to happen. I, I really hope he stays with Dunfermline and gives him a, a season in the, the championship because of the faith they gave him, bringing him over here and taking a chance on him, because just because you're a, a good player at futsal or five-a-side doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be able to transfer that to a professional game of 11s. Yeah, I think the problem the firm might have is I've seen rumours that a couple of Premiership teams might be in, to, in for him in the summer. No wonder, so, yeah. I think we'll need to keep an eye on goals. that one. Uh, 29 goals in the season, that's not a bad going. See what happens there, but I, I suppose as well we should probably we've not really mentioned uh, in terms of Dunfermline last year the manager Alan John uh, had a hard time with the Kilmarnock, but since going to Dunfermline, okay, maybe I'd imagine you probably have the best budget in that league, but still doesn't always mean you're going to win the title. But they've won it with obviously games to spare, so maybe a bit of credit to him as well for bouncing well, back from what happened in Kilmarnock. Yeah, because that's the second time he's won that division. He won it a couple of seasons ago with Queen of the South as well. And I think he set a record points total when, he, when Queen of the South won it. Yeah, in a similar situation. That's when uh, Nicky Clark was there, wasn't he? Yeah. Aye, because Nicky Clark went to Rangers the following season yeah. and then was playing. So I we mentioned earlier, obviously, about uh, Peterhead dropping points. So there's, I don't know, has that much changed in terms of the playoff spots? Stranor or fourth place? Um, you've still really got ARG and Albion Rovers. Competing for it, I would say maybe staying out some or outside chance, but aye, Stranraer definitely get momentum. Uh, They've still got what four or five games. So on you go, Chris. Oh, I was going to say I think my second though. Um, yeah. Error, a bit of drafting them, so I would say that's pretty much secure for them. So they can probably focus on the the Petra Factory and Cup final. Is that next weekend? Not this weekend coming, but the weekend after. Yes, it's uh, Sunday the eighth. I think I've got my ticket. I'm going to be there at Hamden. My daughter. 
Uh, hopefully, a, a good day out. Hopefully, not too good. <laughs> so I'm, going to, I'm going to support the underdog. Oh, aye, Chris. I, th- I thought you might have said that. I normally I do support the underdog, uh, and that's why I'll be supporting Rangers because they're obviously only been around for a few years, so to get to a final is quite a significant achievement in that well, time. To be fair, it's Reckon final in this tournament. It's Peter Heads first. Aye, we don't. Aye, we don't want to talk about that other final too much, Chris. I, uh, it would be nice to add this, however you want to describe it, add this to the trophy cabinet. No, yeah, it's going to be a last chance. I can, I can understand. I mean, you, you, you've had four attempts now at like, winning this thing. It was good to get you to stay in the championship for the next season, have another crack at it. That was the motivation. That's why the Christ and so on decided yep, they, wanted to, they wanted to get this big cup and add it to the cabinet. And they also wanted the, the championship title as well, they didn't want to go up via the scene, they actually wanted the, the old First Division trophy, they wanted that. Aye, I think it has, it's been a while since uh, that was uh, in the Ibrox trophy cabinet, 1997 I think they've been the last day, because the last time it was presented was 98, and I don't think you got it that year, did you? I can't remember that, that far back, Chris. You're, <sighs> you're the one with the points. stats. <laughs> Aye, that probably leads us nicely no, into the championship. Yeah. Aye, uh, well, I think that I wanted to come on because uh, Gus Rangers, obviously, uh, and now it's getting to the, the business end of the season. And I think it's becoming clear that Rangers are going to win the league because Hibs are Hibs and Falkirk have, have tried their best, but they've drawn too many games. Uh, I think that's their problem. Um, Rangers could win it on Tuesday against Dumbarton, or they could win it this weekend if Hibs, Hibs lose. It. If Hibs, Hibs it. Aye, so it would be nice if Rangers managed to win it at home and the Bartners Tuesday night isn't ideal, but at least it's a home game. I don't think Hibs even need to lose, do they? I think a draw. Uh, if Hibs drop anything at all, when Rangers win, then, then Rangers will be the winners of the Championship. I don't want to say Champions. Champions that's, that's the winner of the top division. It's not with Champions. Aye, yeah, aye, there's a... Uh... There's a lot of champion chat, uh, or singing, should I say, at Ibrox. Uh, perhaps not in the, the last game, but the game before. Were you at the, the, the Queen of South game? I was, yeah. Uh, it was a, it was an interesting game because it showed uh, the best and worst of Rangers. The first half was fairly even. Uh, I think the, I went in at half-time thinking that the game could have went either way, and that was despite Rangers coming out with a strong start. In the first half, uh, I think it was Lee Wallace that ended up committing the foul for the penalty, which looked like it was an embarrassing foul from my vantage point. I went in at half-time thinking anything could happen, and then Rangers came out and destroyed any team talk place at half-time and played out their skin, and it was it was almost dreamland the way they came out. And then Queen of the South somehow managed to instantly reply to that three-goal demolition. It was, it was an exciting 10-15 minute spell, uh, Exciting because we were obviously scored the goals and despite Queen of the South getting one back, it was a, a consolation goal at that point. And then the Rangers did what they seemed to be doing pretty well this season and defensively, they were very poor. In the first half, there was signs of it coming. Uh, I could sense that Ball was having a, a terrible game. He was brought off. There was people in Clyde phoning up talking about Warburton being uh, a bit tactically naive bringing off somebody like Ball when we've got a lead that we need to protect. He seemed to be having a poor game, I'm not sure why. And then we just collapsed at the end of the game. It, it really, it could easily have been 4-4. Queen of South had a, a very dangerous free kick. Uh, I don't know if it was into stoppage time uh, at 4-3. And luckily the, the it bulleted into Fodderingham's arms. It was it was an interesting one. It was uh, I think it was Forrester said after the game that it felt like a defeat. 
which is is unusual when you're you're winning four three against a, a difficult side like Queen of the South, but just the the manner in which uh, they collapsed, and that's uh, the second game in a row it's happened. Um, and well, there was the the second half uh, of the second half against Falkirk was abysmal, and it was the same again here. I think Warburton needs to take a good look at the defence he's talking about. He's trying to keep their confidence up and he's trying to say, look, there isn't an issue there. But I, th- I think there is. I think Wilson, Keenan, they, they, can't, they can't hack it if we reach it or when we reach Something needs to be done. Uh, but right now, Part he's lack just... Of protection though in midfield. That ball has been pretty good sitting in that holding field row, apart from that uh, game against Queen of South there. Uh, I do think we need to strengthen there and give them protection. I don't think Wilson's the man. I think it's unfortunate. I wanted him to come back. I just don't think he's the man. I think Kiernan's Kiernan's got his faults, but one thing I like I like about him is he's a leader there. He's one of the guys, one of the players that you that you hear from the stands, just screaming and shouting. And and I like that. I like how he's guiding the defence and those in front of him. But yeah, I, I think Wilson perhaps as a backup. Uh, I, I don't know. He he just looks very scary when he gets the ball. He likes to play the football, which is what Warburton is telling them to do it. He wants them to play out from the back. But but Wil- Wilson just looks like he's he's just he's one pass away from, from a wrong pass. I suppose at the other end of this pitch though things are going well. Forrester continues to seem to impress with another goal. Yes, it was a, a very well worked move. It was Halliday was out, out wide and did a, a wee back heel flick, put Forrester through and goal who still had maybe thirty, forty yards to run and never really looked in danger, had a lot of time to think about it and a lot of time to worry about it, but still managed to get the ball away. Uh, I think I heard that he's on a, a six-month deal uh, just to, to try him out because the, the rumour is that he was perhaps enjoying the, the footballer's lifestyle a bit too much and perhaps need to, to settle down a little. But yeah, he's got bags of skill. Uh, he's He's got a good shot on him, so uh, hopefully we manage to sign him up for a, a longer-term contract because from what I've seen, there's nothing to suggest that he's he's taking his eye off the ball away from the park. It's lucky he's come to a quiet place like Glasgow, though. <laughs> well, that's the thing, but, but perhaps Warburton's the, the guy that he's needing to really just uh, get him tilt, really. <laughs> uh, away from Forrester, even Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller's excelling and, and this new uh, front three where I was never quite sure of him as a, a penalty box striker. He seemed to, to struggle sometimes uh, when he had too much time in the ball, but when he's part of this front three, I think he's really he's really coming to his own. He, he does a lot of very simple things, and he, he, he does it well, which I suppose it doesn't sound like much, but see when you've got somebody who can link play really well, who can maybe takes a little bit too, too long on the ball, but but it does so by keeping the ball, does so by giving it to somebody else. Uh, I think he's really good. He scored a few goals this season as well. He's one of the guys, I, I don't know if maybe I've just got a wee soft spot for him, but he's one of the guys that, that really stands out for me at the moment. Probably helps as well the fact he's got actual people to play with up front, because before, obviously, uh, the last time he kind of did well was with Boyd. There was a partnership there, but for so long in his career, he's had to play up front by himself, and no one's ever questioned his work rate. Um, but as a natural striker... His kind of goals to games ratio probably isn't the greatest. So he thrives, I think, when he's certainly playing more people. Yeah, I'm guilty him. of pigeonholing players. And if there's somebody like Kenny Miller and he's playing up top, I think of him as a striker. And I, I look to see how he provides for the team in, in, in that role. But when I look at him as part of a front three who's constantly switching to the wing, 
to the the, the centre forward role. I see that he's got so much to offer. His his engine is brilliant, even at his ages. There's times he was coming back to cover at left back when uh, when positionally it made sense for him to do that. And there's not a lot of players that are willing to do that when you've been a forward all your career. I, I don't know. He just as I say, I think I've got a soft spot for him, so I could probably sing his praises all night long. How's Hoharland been doing? I've heard kind of mixed reviews in terms of he's been taking a bit of time to settle in. He has, but he always looks threatening when he gets on the ball, uh, more so when he's out wide trying to beat a man and, and cut inside. And he, he just he, he looks very threatening. He's always on his toes, always ready to run a full-back. And because we keep switching things round, it, it must be a nightmare for a full-back to, to adjust. You're dealing with him one minute and then you're dealing with a guy like Kenny Miller who's not going to run beyond you. Uh, it's. I think that he's he's not going to be a goal scorer that, that many people thought perhaps. But yeah, I, I like him. I, I like this uh, front three, the the flexible front three where he switches in and out of that wing, the middle. And I think I, I've been impressed with him. Uh, I think he'll improve in that situation. We don't play football where we're going to knock the ball and allow him to race people. But he's got the skills to beat people one on one. So he doesn't always need that approach. Now, the most important thing, as you were saying earlier, about we're going to be about a pie chat. I heard a rumour that you possibly never had a pie on Saturday. I didn't have a pie. Stop. But oh. what I did do is I had a cappuccino. A, now, cap- a cappuccino? A what? cappuccino at Ibrox. Oh, I was expecting a barista to go to the coffee machine, grind some beans, and then and, and uh, produce a, a frothy cappuccino. But no. No, the girl went away and got uh, one of the, the paper cups, put a scoop of this in, a scoop of that in, and while the, the hot water from the, the boiling water tap was going in, she gave a wee stir, which produced some bubbles at the top. It was by no means froth, it was bubbles. What is happening to Capa? What the Costa Coffee going to be it? Football next? Aye, uh, but the, the food at Ibrox has changed quite a bit. They started off the season, they had a stall where they had uh, gourmet hot dogs, which my mate described as a rolling sausage for a fiver. Describe a gourmet hot dog. <laughs> What's gourmet about it? Well, the there yeah, that, that's it. It's just at the price, exactly. It's a, a roll right. with a sausage in the middle. Yeah. And I then they've two done. Fi- two fifty. I paid for my bratwurst in Germany. Two fifty. Aye, oh, it's not those prices. I think it even reached about seven pound if you wanted things like onions added to it. So, oh, forget this. So, but that same stall, that that's closed now. It's now replaced. No wonder. Uh, <laughs> it's now replaced with a, a place that does specials, paninis at the weekend paninis. there, uh, which I thought was pretty good. But I only realised that after I'd made plans for dinner afterwards, I didn't have anything. Do things like steak and haggis pie. It's it's trying to go down the route of McDermott Park because they've had uh, a steak and chorizo pie as That's well. Exactly. Well, I, I, they're my big team at the moment, Chris, you're right. But one thing that there was an issue, previous home game, the tills went down. I believe it, they stopped serving people. The tills went down, they stopped serving people, despite some people having the exact change. They just decided, no, we can't add this up, we can't work it out, so no, we're not going to serve <laughs> anyone. Uh, it's quite you're a change. Um, exactly. I have mathematics. So no, not really got any pie chat from the, the last, last couple of games, because... No, the selection's there, but no, I just, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because you're, you're, you're losing all your money following us with the coupons. That's what it is. You can afford a pie because of the, you spent the money on the coupon. But aye, apart from Rangers in the Championship at the weekend, obviously we've touched on Falkirk letting us down. 
Um, big game probably in terms of the last playoff spot. Wraith and Morton. Wraith won that. So you would say that's pretty much Wraith. They should secure fourth. 13 points yeah. ahead with five games to go. It's, it's almost um, done this one. Aye. Um, good result, we said. Obviously, for Livingston being Falkirk, they needed that. Um, to kind of try and catch up with Dumbarton, who were not playing at the weekend. Though Dumbarton got a game in hand ahead of Livingston, but then, obviously, mentioned uh, Dumbarton played Rangers on Tuesday, so... Aye. Certainly uh, between those two in terms of that as well, because that was... Aye. I thought, I not playing. That's what I was wondering. International call-ups. Oh. Uh, I think I'd struggle to exactly hold up, apart from well, McGinn, again, obviously. Cummins was playing for under-21s. Because you only oh, need I, three, I think. I think they've given a few in the under-21s. I think Cummins, she scored for the under-21s tonight. I got a double tonight, aye. Yeah, good. Uh, that's missed good. A, missed a penalty as well, for what I heard. Aye, no, one that's good as well. Chris, uh, one nil behind him. And their goal was McBurney, uh, the young boy at Swansea. Aye. Sorry for going back to Rangers, but uh, interestingly, Rangers only had a they had a reduced bench in part through international call-ups, but also Warburton said that he didn't want to just hand a, a space on the bench to a youth player. Yeah. He wanted them to earn it, yeah. which is an interesting approach to uh, fielding a full bench. He would rather have a gap there than and let somebody have it who perhaps hadn't earned it. Well, that, I, I kind of get what he's getting at, but you could take that completely the wrong way. I think you'd rather have an empty space than put me in the bench. Well, I must, I must know about the end. You could have a, that could have a very negative effect, it's, depending it's, on your personality. It's a different approach anyway. He's re- it's refreshing just now because it's working. Like, that's the kind yeah. of thing that if Queen of South had come back and won the game, then question marks would have been brought up as to why he took the ball off and didn't have a defensive midfielder to bring on. Aye. What was I heard? Is it in the Olympics this year? They're going to trial four subs. Been allowed to make four subs. I read. No. What's wrong with... There's nothing wrong with three subs. Aye, it used to be two. Well, before that, it used to be none at one point. So... I was going to say, it's been none, then one, then two. It's up to three now. They're talking about four. You get six in a friendly. I tell you, one, when we're talking about uh, lack of subs, was at uh, Charlton in the Scotland-England game when England were world champions and Charlton played on when he was quite clearly hobbling about. He couldn't, couldn't really run at all. Uh, I don't know, that sticks in my mind when going back to the time when subs weren't a thing. I think he was off for about 10-15 minutes getting treatment before he came on. I think he scored even and he, he couldn't celebrate properly really walk. I don't think we want to go back to that time, but don't think we want no. to go to four subs either. Well, I was going to say, I think three is probably the, the, the optimal number, but then I used to think two is the optimal number. That gives me a bit of a situation of injuries. If I play like a syndrome, but then fake players are just fake injury. Um, I, don't yeah. know. I, like, so. I like how a manager needs to be a bit canny with the subs. He needs to think, <laughs> yeah, I do need to change things, but I want to keep one sub just in case. And then if you do, uh, if you do use up your subs too early and somebody has to go off injured, Tough. You took your chance. Yeah, it's all part of tactics. Yep, I know they, they changed it so that, uh, was it Jim Layton went off in the cup final yeah, against Rangers? Yeah, probably went off. Uh, aye, aye. Well, that's the chance you take. I like that, that if the manager decided that he didn't want a goalie on the bench, then he didn't want a goalie on the bench. He took that chance. Yeah, there was a cha- chance that you're going to end up putting somebody in goals who ended up having a, a fairly decent game, if I remember correctly. Uh, but that's just, that's tactics. I'm, I'm happy yeah, sticking with it. Equal with the tactic, you go and bring the goalkeeper the first time. <laughs> well, I didn't think like that. Uh, not not that I'm suggesting that's what happened in that cup final. I can't remember who it was at Clatter late in that day. I don't think it was the same. last game as well. I can I remember it happening, but I can't remember. But no, Chris, you're right. Uh, footballers nowadays, managers now will cheat. 
as much as they can. Again, going back to the Rangers game, the Rangers do a lot of short corners. Queen of the South's tactic was, as soon as a corner was given, to basically put a, a player on top of the ball, like like many teams do at free kicks. Put a player on top of the ball until the referee decides to tell them, move or else I'll book you. And they did that pretty much every corner. Now, there's a lot, technically it's against the rules, but it's one of those that is you know, bending the rules by doing it. But it's just a, an example. Referees, sorry, managers telling their players, here's a rule, bend it to our advantage. And as you say, people might end up tapers, which which we wouldn't want. There's always a yes. More often. Was that a goalkeeper pun? I, I think it was a good one. It was a clever one. It was a subtle one. <laughs> uh, but that probably rounds up the championship anyway. Aye, League 2. Oh, we love it, don't we? Chris and me have uh, we've been talking about it. No, no one wants to win this league. No, did, did you see the odds from McBookie after the, the weekend there? There's still five of them could win the league with four games left. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the division. Six points separate the top five. I, I thought after right. midweek, last midweek when Clyde beat Aaron 2-1, I thought that's Aaron out of it. And yeah, then but Aaron ended up being the only team that won. Yeah. Aye, exactly. Um, it's crazy. The, f- the favourites for us still um, East Fife at 11-10. But Elgar are now out to 6-1. Haven't been at one point. To win that league. I, yeah, I still wouldn't be surprised if Annan came through and won it. It's, it's that, would, that division. I mean, this weekend you've got the the big game looks like Elgin against Annan. Um, yeah. We said it last week, I think about Clyde, they looked like they had a favourable game because they were at home. Uh, again, Clyde are at home to win shows. So yep. Clyde are probably one of the most disappointed, I think, with the last kind of few games because of the fact they ha- they've had a run of home games in the bounce and they've they slipped up obviously at the weekend. Yeah. So who, who knows what will happen. Well, but yeah, what do you think, Craig? Who do you fancy for it? I don't know. As you say, it's rather than them all being up for it, it's almost as if Millie wants it. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it'd be nice to see Queen's Park. I like their ethics towards the, the game. I, I like the, the tradition that they refuse to move to professional. I like that. So it would be nice to see them progress up, but I don't know. They're six points behind, so it could be too difficult for them. I uh, team still in Albion? I don't know. I, I should just correct it, but uh, it's five games left, not four. I don't know why I read it was four, but what, a few days ago. Aye, five, five, five games left. But uh, at the other end, it looks like he's still not going to be the ones in the, the pyramid playoff. Yeah. Ten points are just for five games to go. Aye. So I think they are probably gone. No, I, I should, I, I could actually point out that both Stern and Albion and Berry Rangers can still technically win it. But they're, they're, they're a bit too far afield. But uh, it's not math, It's still mathematically possible for them to make up the ground, but... But it'd be interesting to see, I think we mentioned it last week about the last day of the season in terms of where the trophy's going to have to go in the helicopter. Uh, it's going to be racking up the air miles to be. Oh, wait, no, wait a minute, John, I don't know. Do they have a helicopter in League 2? I don't know. Yeah. Is it not just going to be a wee minibus? A wee minibus? You're the lower league expert, Craig. Chris and me don't even know it. We, do, we just blag it. With the lower league, you've really seen some lower league football over the oh, last few years. The journey. Oh, I've got misty eyed thing with the journey. <laughs> it's nearly an end. I, I, I was going to swear there. That, that's what I want. <laughs> when you edit it, when you edit it, you need to add a wee bit of like, don't stop for the journey. You know, be bit of music in. Oh, oh I don't. I'm <laughs> nearly there yet. I'm nearly there yet. But I. So, I mean, I was just one other thing. I think I've to move on to the, the international stuff. But um, we should probably say congratulations to Rothes. Is it Rothes? Rothes. The team is bought by the Highland League that won their first game of the season on Saturday. They beat Star Space Thistle. They're now on to four points. Do you think they would appreciate that? Chris, or... I think they would. I mean, that, 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 not only is that a, a win, it's an away win. 
Right, well, it's, it's a win, right? But then, uh, have you seen their goal difference? Oh, it's appalling. Minus 133. Yeah, so, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good for them to get a win. I, I just thought it was worth pointing out. I'm sure yeah. Andy would be able to tell you a lot more than I could. I, I, I came to mind because I thought we'd better check to see who's, uh, who's in the shout of point, what looks to be East Stirling in the playoffs. Um, in the Highland League, Broader Rangers are top, but uh, for Martin United, two points behind him a game in hand. Cove Rangers also uh, two points behind Broader with two games in hand. So it looks like it's uh, pretty tight at the top of the Highland League. Aye, Edinburgh um, City still going well in the, the Lowland. Yeah, yeah, they've got Stirling Uni. I've got a few games in hand over them, but um, and, and actually Spartans are starting my shout as well because they've got four games in. But the, I think the Edinburgh City gap is eighteen points to Stirling University and nineteen to Spartans. So although it's like four and five games in hand, it's it's looking like Edinburgh City will be the, the team that wins that division. So aye, that'll move us aye. on into the internationals. Obviously, the game against Czech Republic, I don't have many folks, because it was on Premier Sports. Highlights yeah. is about the best. That Who has that? <laughs> yeah, I see about three aye. or four minutes of highlights. It pretty much for the first half. Uh, Al McGregor was inspired. Aye, yeah, aye. A guy I was speaking to uh, managed to watch the second half of the, the Scotland game via dodgy stream. Uh, he said that he managed to get it uh, on an Android and watched it there, but he had a cold and he had been drinking beer, so he couldn't really remember a lot of what happened in the game. That's what he told me anyway. For what I've seen in the highlights, not a lot happened. It looked like well, Czech Republic had a lot of chances. I think most of the Czech Republic's Maybe chances no great in the first half, but yeah. Aye. And, what... and to be honest, having just watched the game tonight against Denmark, it was a pretty similar scenario in that Scotland won the game 1-0, but most of the chances were at the other end. Yes, for what I remember, the second half, we were pretty much camped in. Yeah, nothing, offering very little, but as you say, pretty much the same as tonight's game against Denmark a, a fairly solid defensive performance which, not, which is utterly bizarre because they're shambles. yes I think uh, I've seen a stat and I've forgotten already about how many clean sheets we've had uh, recently which suggested that we have a solid defence which I don't think anybody would have said if there wasn't a stat to back it up what we do have is a solid goalkeeper because we've got several. Because like I said, McGregor looked as if he played really well in the, the game against the Czech Republic, and there was one outstanding save he had. Uh, Czech Republic had a um, free kick which hit the bar, and it rebounded back out, and it looked as if we were going to head it in. But McGregor managed to get back up after scrambling across with the the free kick and stung somehow caught away. He had to um, get up, and he had to pretty much uh, run the width of the yeah. goal to dive to get it. It was brilliant. Yeah, and even like tonight, Craig Gordon had a, a double save as well. Um, but he looked like he was beaten. But I think the, the header was maybe straight up for a second one. But he still had to get back into position to do that. So we've certainly got a, an abundance of goalkeepers because Gordon's like, I mean, uh, save at the front. Oh no, sorry, I'm thinking the Denmark keeper. Sorry, I was going to give Gordon credit for a, a Denmark save. Yeah. So who's going to mention <laughs> that uh, Daniel Aga? What on earth was he? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I'm not, dude. He tried oh, to take him out as well, didn't he? He thought about it. He I, I he's, obviously him, yeah. he's obviously tried to leave him for Schmeichel, but Schmeichel is nowhere near getting the ball. Yeah. No, and it's it's pretty much outside the box as well. So you don't leave that one for the goalkeeper. You you deal with it as a defender. And I don't understand what he's thinking there. But, Credit to uh, Matt for following in. Credit to him for, for sniffing out that goal. And it was a good finish. Uh, I've seen him I'm, link I'm as well. Aye, Spurs have been linked by move for him. Is it Bournemouth he's at the moment? Aye, yeah. Aye. He's, not afraid to, he's certainly not afraid to have a pop-out goal. No, he had, had another one later on. Yeah. And... I, th- I think probably 
the other chance that springs to mind, I don't think it was a terrific cross or anything, but um, I think it was Whitaker tried to put in a cross. It looked as if it was going to be too low, but somehow um, Stephen Fletcher managed Fletcher, to get towards goal. And it was, I mean, it was, it, was, it was probably still routine save for Smeichel, but um, it was going to be in the bottom corner if it got through. So. That was the, the save I was going to credit to Gordon. Aye. The, other, <laughs> the other chance was uh, Richie had a chance near the end to make it 2 0 and just cut back. Oh, I Christensen got in there, blocked it. Yeah, I think it was uh, Proven, I think, said it hit him in the abdomen, but I think it hit him in the mummy-daddy button. Oh, okay. He seemed to get up straight away. I, I think the sickness was yet to come. But I wonder, Aye, I, think he's, I think he's learned much over these two games. Yeah, I know he played he played 4-4-2 tonight. I believe he started with McLean playing up top and against Czech Republic as well, alongside McCormick. The players think... that he kind of brought, brought in from that squad, I wonder whether McCormick could have felt like he maybe deserved another shout tonight at some point. I don't know why. Is he not a late addition to the he first He was, and he squad. went straight in, the, straight in the team because of yeah. the doubts over Tony Watt's fitness, yeah. whether he can think, last a full game. I think Tierney has given him a, a very strong tonight. shout. And I think McGinn as well. McGinn was given man in a match by the, the sponsors. Yeah, I, get like I, think, I, didn't notice that, yeah. I, I think McGinn probably got that because he played the full 90, whereas Tierney went off at half-time. Um, but I, th- I definitely think Tierney looked more than capable at this level which didn't really surprise me because I was laughing at the fact Neil McCann was questioning whether uh, Tierney could step up to this level and I'm thinking step up it's a step down I mean this is this yeah. is Tierney that came in and played really well in the Europa League for Celtic and that's a, that's a competitive game at a decent level um, Fenerbahce was a game that came immediately that he played really well and this is a friendly against a team that couldn't qualify for the European Championships it's not going to matter anyway because See if Charlie McGrew's fit. Seems like he's a nailed on to play left back as soon as he's ended up playing left back he's in the second half. I don't. I, I, yeah. I think he's an option at left back, but to be honest, even even for Celtic, he seems to play better in the centre half. And given the dearth uh, talent we've got for centre back, I'd be more inclined to play Mulgrew there. Or the, the other option that he could have done over the last couple of games is tried three at the back because it is coming a bit more back into fashion. I don't think either game set out the, the, to allow him to do that because. Both games kind of we get the get the goal early on, and then we kind of sat back towards the end of the game. So there was never a chance to try three at the back. He certainly, like you say, he certainly tried two up front in both games, and then changed that later on. So he's he's tried a few things. Which, uh, yeah, I thought we looked more. I thought we looked more solid tonight when we played actually four four two. We struggled in the second half. We just kind of Aye. sat back and let Denmark have possession. But actually, we defended pretty well considering we were short of numbers in the first half in the midfield. First half. I thought I thought we looked we looked exposed occasionally, but then I don't I, I just don't rate the likes of um, Hanley and, and Greer. I, I don't even rate Russell Martin when he plays there either. Um, and I'm not I'm not a big fan of Whitaker, so I think defensively we're we're still very weak, and I'm not sure we've seen anything over the two games to say we've got options in those positions. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Uh, and I that think I've seen people criticising Griffiths, which I think is unfair. I think it oh, was fuck. a game that, that wasn't necessarily suited to him. For uh, me, Griffiths had one decent chance and it got ruined because Maloney massively over the pass. And it was a bad pass, yep. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I think Griffiths has, has certainly got a, a future in the Scotland team and I wouldn't discount him uh, based on this game alone. I, I don't think I would say that he had a bad game. I just don't think he, he was able to bring himself into the game for, for various reasons. Uh, it, Fletcher, managed to, Fletcher managed to play more, but that simply was dropping a bit deep. Yeah. Which I, I'm not in, entirely convinced with him in that role either. Uh, he's, he's okay at it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Slightly disappointing though that he never made use of some of the kind of newcomers in the squad tonight. Uh, well, probably the other ones, Murphy. They never got a chance. 
it may have, you'd have thought he'd have maybe given him a bit of time to, to see how he fared at international level. Possibly. I know he... Like, he and Cooper as well. Uh, Cooper, the was the I've never seen him. He had... Uh, when I oh, came on as well. Yeah. And, oh, he was uh, a bit... He was a bit he was enthusiastic. A bit, he could have been yeah, sent yeah, off for yeah, that yeah, if it was a competitive yeah, game. Yeah, I, I know I was probably more annoyed than most because it was on Sviatchenko. But uh, I it was a shocking challenge. He was, he, he was he off the ground. Connected, he connected. He connected with him. He's lucky. knees, pretty much. He yeah, went lucky. through him that I think, much. I think his lucky shinkle wasn't quite planted in the ground because that could have been, that could have finished us easily. Had, it, yep. had it not been able to get the legs out of the way, it was good that he got up and, and walked away from it. But I think in, in any normal circumstances, that would be a red card, that challenge. Uh, I think because it was a friendly, the referee was obviously being lenient. But I, yep. there, there was something came to mind about, I don't, I don't know if this ever happens in professional football, but at lower levels, see if somebody put in a challenge that merits a red card or a friendly the referee would go over and speak to the manager and say, get him subbed off. There was something introduced many, many where that was that was trialled, where uh, if it was two bookings for a, like a non-serious challenge, the manager was told, look, take him off. Uh, I, I don't know if that was just, if it was officially trialled in friendlies, but I do remember it, it occurred. Uh, but in, in that instance, something should have been said. I think a red card in a, a normal game of football and and therefore you can't be having that. You can't you can't allow that to happen. Get just a yellow because I think when he took it, I'd need to see it again. But I think he connected pretty much knee level. That's yeah. how how much force he had put into that challenge. And there's just no need for it. Ah, it was certainly two footed as well. It wasn't yep. pretty. Yeah. But I uh, probably tonight McGinn and Tierney will probably see themselves in that squad if they're as long as they're fit. Don't know about mm-hmm. Friday though. Whether the one is McCormick. Because by all accounts he played well, but he yeah. was obviously only came in because other people weren't available. I think he was have an illness. They've got a friendly in Malta at the end of the season. Is it June? Against Italy, I think. It's Italy and France. Italy, France. Yeah, both games oh. on Premier Sports. Well, beat them easy. Well, that would be a couple of clean sheets. Oh, I need to. Easy but games. I, I mean, that would be the next. Um, hopefully we'll get the likes of Snodgrass back for them as well. Yeah, well, Snodgrass he's, played. He's finding it back. It'd be good to have Marshall back because I think we, although we've obviously got quality there, I think to start playing the, the team, the starting eleven that we're going to start the the qualifying campaign with. Yeah, yeah, we need to start looking towards that. Um, it's it, it's the problem with the March sort of friendlies is that it's they're so isolated from every other fre- uh, international break because they've obviously they're just back for the winter when there's what the last international break was November I think. Um, the last competitive game was October. So you've got the, you get October, November, international breaks. You don't get until March, and then after March you don't get again until the start of June, kind of end of May, start of June. So the, these internationals are always quite isolated. It's hard to tell where these players will be in three, four months' time, um, and I don't think we have a competitive game till September. I think it's the first quarter. I can't uh, wait to Malta. Yeah, that's a good game. that's a good yeah. way, a good way to start. That's, 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 three, <laughs> if you're going to pick three. a starting game, that would be it. Ah, we've got three away games out of the first four. Gets a bit away, doesn't it? Aye, it does, one, but on the other hand, it gets snookered. One guy I'd like to see uh, given a chance at the team is Cummings. Uh, I've said many a time uh, I don't particularly like the guy, but his quality speaks for speaks volumes, especially when you said that he'd scored. It was a couple, maybe, yeah. uh, tonight, despite missing a hat-trick, uh, missing a penalty. So I think that he needs a chance. Uh, I think Griffiths needs more of a chance. Uh, Fletcher did a job dropping deep, but I don't know. Up front, I think we've just got we've, we've got to try some different things. Uh, Naismith is one that possibly come back in. Uh, yep. 
don't the know. Norwich, I think he's that... better at yeah, dropping Norwich, deeper. Yeah. yeah, I think he's better at dropping than Fletcher. Uh, I'm not yeah, a big fan definitely. of Fletcher. Uh, so I think Griffiths and, and Cummings and, and Naismith should be pushing for the top top spots. But then Strachan has shown that he, he's not too keen on two up top. I know he played it here. I think he played it against Wales as well. But he's not a massive fan of that. Nor are many international managers or are many club managers to tell it. You get the feeling though that he might play it in some of the games in the, the campaign. And that there actually is more he's playing two up front. Denmark played two up front as well tonight, but they were playing three at the back. So yeah. there is a cha- there is a slight shift towards some teams playing two up front again. I think uh, it's it's the thing was it, it was becoming a bit predictable how a lot of yeah, teams were Yep, uh, I remember Strachan, I'm sure it was against Wales, uh, immediately before the game, he came out and said, look, nobody in international foot plays two up top, there's no chance it's happening, and then started with up top, so I think a lot of managers are following suit, and, and thinking there is a bit of a shock factor there, if you do do that. Certainly if we do play two up front, no, you can't play Maloney out wide, you, you need someone that's going to offer a bit of protection, that's where Snodgrass would, Snodgrass would do well, Snodgrass would pretty decent at tracking back, that's another option anyway. Just reading there, uh, I've got Sky Sports News on in the background, um, that, that Tierney's the third youngest Scotland player ever. He's the joint ninth, joint ninth uh, youngest. Aye, because I thought, I, I thought I'd seen SPL stats tweeting this earlier, it was somewhat eighth or ninth, like you say, but Sky just flashed up he was the third youngest Scotland player. Well, SPL stats said he was tenth, but Ian Crocker said he was the joint ninth, so it depends how you describe it, that could be the same thing, yeah. or that's how I thought, if you know what I mean, it depends how you describe that, uh, ninth would, have been, would be the way I would describe it, but I, I think I would go with Crocker. Yeah, I mean, like, it sounds like Ian Crocker and SPL stats are both coming for the same kind of, yep. kind of angle, but I don't know which guy's banner is talking about, I don't have the sound on obviously because we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Um, but at the other end of the scale, um, Alan Hutton earned his 50th cap on, on Friday night there, and Scott Brown earned his 50th cap tonight. So that's, uh, they, 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 the two of them will be given awards compared to the home game, apparently. Aye, they'll be in a game. Yeah, and get someone into the, the Hall of Fame. You know, my big issue with Scott Brown is, and it's only now that I've realised what it is I've got against him. He actually cut his hair like that through choice. I thought he was bald. And now, all, now I realise all these years he's just been shaving it off through choice. Yep. Silly boy. There's some head of hair he's got on him as well, these days. I know. Uh, yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with a bald head. But uh, to do it through choice, to the degree he did, no, that's, that's, no, it's not right. Uh, I see England got brought back down to earth tonight anyway. After they were going to win the Euros, but beat Germany. Nobody else beat Germany, did they? Oh no, apart from Poland and Ireland. Yeah, but then Germany um, have beaten Italy tonight 4-1. Yeah, that's Germans back. They'll be back to being favourites or something now. Um, obviously, obviously, Holland must be the favourites, so, right? Because they, I mean, they beat England, and England were the favourites previously. So, oh no, Holland didn't qualify, did they? Uh, Aye. Uh, it's just, you can't tell it, because people chop and change all sorts. I mean, even even that Germany game, um, Germany were 2-0 up and started making subs. Aye, so that's the So. Def- it was a point of an inexperienced defence as well with Ta and Rudiger. Um, Hummogus wasn't there, near was both things, so there'll be no worries. Germany will be fine when the tournament comes. Um, to be fair, though, I watched the last half hour of England game and Saturday, I thought they did look pretty decent. And to, I would say the majority of the team that started on uh, Friday, sorry, Saturday, would be should be should be starting, but you know fine well they'll bring back Rooney. Oh, he's, well, he said it, hasn't he? He said that uh, he's never Rooney's never let him down. He's going to start him. Uh, it's ridiculous so, because whether he's let him down or no, he disrupts the, the team. Well, I saw play against Germany played like a team. 
and I yeah. think that makes a big difference. Oh, aye, uh, Vardy scoring again. It's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's some fairy tale that if if he manages to win the league, go and play and start, and uh, it's the kind of thing I've 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 no affiliation with Leicester at all, and I'm sure that many people are the same. But I think they're all the the team that the all everyone's second team, if you like. In I think England. most people are like, everybody would rather see them win it than MDL. Yeah. And to be fair, I'd quite happily see Spurs win it as well. It's, uh, it's interesting because I, I think if you'd asked anybody if it was, uh, say, Man City sitting at the top of the table or Arsenal, you know, Arsenal, or just one of the usual suspects, and it was Tottenham who were second, I think everybody would want Tottenham to win it. Yeah. But I think because Leicester are the, the, the complete underdog at fourth, bottom last season. It's, it's unbelievable. It's the type of thing I didn't think would, would ever happen. I didn't think it would ever happen And uh, again with the way money's going. But was there not some stat that Leicester City were bottom at Boxing Day one season and top Boxing season the next? Uh, I think were, there was a difference of about 41 points in terms of what they had at the same stage. Something <laughs> See, like that. I don't, I don't know if that was a print day, but it was just after the end. It's kind of fairy tales like that that makes me think that a, a four-year-old team can go on and win the Premiership next season. And then if you do that, you become the second team to uh, win all four divisions after Dumbarton. Aye, aye. <laughs> that probably concludes the international round-up and moves us on to the... I managed to mention Rangers in the international round-up. That's your last appearance of this. Um, <laughs> we'll, back to back. we'll be back to Dublin next week, that's right. Get it sorted. Aye, hopefully I'll have an internet connection, buddy. Aye, but it's not. It's good to it's good for you to be back on, Craig. Uh, I think I've enjoyed it with drinking a few beers tonight. Oh, aye. I don't know if it's come across. No, you've been all right. I don't know. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, you don't sound as boring as a guest. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh, dear. Normally I drink tenants, but tonight I had a, a Brewdog beer that was 9.2% earlier. Oh, I'm glad you're not in charge of the podcast. You can probably <laughs> I am not going to edit it. Oh, yeah. I don't want that drunk in charge of editing the podcast. Is there something to post without the top? Oh, aye, there'll be people <laughs> that are supporting support Premiership teams that'll be glad the international break is over because we can get back to the league. So, first of all, we have the early kickoff in Saturday, Celtic versus Hearts. Yep. Predictions. Um, yep. Well, the Hearts are one of the three teams that got nothing at Park previously this season, so I think this might be another difficult game. Um, obviously, St. Johnson did thump Hearts just before the, the international break, though. So, I'll go 1 0 Celtic. Craig, what do you fancy? Uh, I'm going to go for one all. The Celtic are one to four. The draw is eleven to two, and the Hearts are a very tempting twenty-one. That's great. That's the Celtic. There's not any value in the home one to start looking. Uh, yeah, I think Hearts have got a chance. Apart from the the St Johnson game, just there. So moves us on to we've got four games kicking off at three o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Dundee against Ross County. Craig, you have to predict first. Hmm. I think I'm going to go for a home victory, and I think I'm going to go two-one. Again, I think I, I'm going to enjoy that scoreline today. I'm <laughs> going to choose a few. 2-1 to Dundee. I will say 2-1, but I'm going to go 2-1 Ross County. Ross County. I, I'm going to score on the side of Craig. I think Dundee will win. And I will go for 2-1 as well on that one. It's a, game pick. it's a crucial game for the, the top six. Aye. Dundee's home for him pretty decently. That's why I'm going with them. But can I... They all, the bookies twenty nine to twenty Dundee the draws twelve to five and Ross County are two to one so there's kind of value to be had whatever you bet there. Do you know I came to a realization today that the split is a good thing. I've decided that I'm a hundred percent behind the split because I think that it provides excitement in the the lead up to the split in the mid table 
and I think it also provides excitement, more so down the bottom end to the table for the, the relegation in the playoff spot rather than the, the top of the table. But, yep, I've decided that's it's official. Uh, me and Neil Doncaster are we're like two peas in a pod. I'll, I'll tell you who real think is really good. The three teams that have managed to get into the top six and don't have to, and are completely safe for the playoff spot. Officially, five games early. Yes, yes. That's um, a great wee one thing aim for this season. Aye, it is. So next game we've got is Inverness and at home to Motherwell, Chris. Uh, I know, Inverness are still one of the teams in with a chance of getting the top six, but I think Motherwell will be looking to try and secure it. Because the ones in the box seat at the moment. Motherwell were aiming to win five in a row, like. I know, I know, they seem to have been a wee bit of a run, so the international break probably came at the wrong time for them. I don't think they'll continue that run, I think this might be a one-all draw. Craig? It's been an interesting season for Motherwell. Uh, I remember speaking to Greg about it at the start of the season and we were, we were having a chat with a, a Dundee United fan and the chat between the two of them was that they'll be down the bottom, the bottom two in the league, fighting it out, the, the championship. Yet something's happened at Motherwell. I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know why they've managed to go on this run that has propelled them to potential European challenge in the it's, it's almost unbelievable. I think it's going to burst because I think it's a, a hard trip. Uh, I think it's going to be a home win and I'm going to go for 2-0. 2-0, you're going. Uh, I'm going to go for, yeah. a, for a Desmond. Desmond 2-0. Odds on Inverness are 13-10, the Jaws 12-5 and Motherwell 11-5. Pretty snort for Motherwell considering their form. It's not bad, though. Eh? Yeah, I just, I, I just can't see them. I don't know what their, their form's like up there. But yeah, I can't see it a home win. Sorry. I know Inverness have been pretty decent for me recently. Three wins out of all assets, two draws and a loss. So moving on to Partick Thistle against Kilmarnock. And Kilmarnock are needing to pick up points, certainly. Try and avoid that playoff spot. Craig? Yeah, I think they're getting they're getting sucked in, really, to the bottom spot. I think that many people are now starting to think Dundee United might just manage to edge it out. And I, I think that's going to be preying on Kilmarnock's minds. And I think the pressure's really on. So I think it's going to be a, a home victory here. I think I'm going to go for another 2-0 to Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle, I've shown before that they, they've got the quality. Yep, 2-0. Nah, I think Lee Clark's building to win. Uh, come on, just the last few weeks have been looking a wee bit better. They just haven't quite had the luck. And certainly against Celtic, they were, they were pretty lucky not to get a waste of the draw. So I agree with that. I, yep. I will I will get all three points in this one. I'm going to say a 2-1, come on, not one. Aye. If you look at the start, both form, Partick Thistle in the last six games, they have 1-3, lost 3 at home. Kilmarnock have 1-2, lost 4. So they don't like draws, uh, these kind of fixtures. I, I I think the same as yourself, actually, Chris. Um, again, kind of speaking to some Kilmarnock fans at work and stuff like that, they reckon that Kilmarnock have been playing pretty decent. So I am going to go for Partick Thistle nil, Kilmarnock 1. Uh, the odds in this... Partick Thistle are four to five. The Jaws thirteen to five, and Kilmarnock winner nineteen to five. There'll be a lot of Rangers fans quite happy if Kilmarnock start to, to win. You're a desperate for United to get in, aren't you? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there's a there's a lot of people feel that way, Chris. So, aye, I'm not saying too much. Yeah. I don't really, feel, I don't have any ill will towards Dundee United. I think it's more some of the the things that Stephen Thompson said. Uh, when I moved it on to Dundee United's fixture, they're away and playing at St. Johnson. I think I, I think it has to be an, an away win. Now nah, I'm not joking, a home one, St. Johnson. I think I'm going to go for 3-1. Oof. I see, I, I more or less agree with you. I think it was 2-1 St. Johnson, but I think this is a pivotal weekend. I think this is going to stop pretending it's going to get out of that spot. Come on, St. Johnson, both of you. Do you want to start? Go for it. 
there's been over two and a half goals in 10 of Dundee United's last 12 games. Did St Johnson not have a similar start earlier oh, in the season? season I scored all the time, conceded all the time. So. Was it both teams to score was the yeah, start for it St was, Johnson yeah. earlier in the season? And then they went on a run no scoring at all. Well, you see, we, they got the hearts in the last game. So. Right, so 3-1 sounds good to me then, based on one start. Yeah, I'm sticking with 2-1. <laughs> it still fits the start, it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to go with St Johnson 1, Dundee United 2. Oh dear. Aye. Oh dear. No, I think they, they need to win. And they've been playing up they have been playing better. So I fancy they'll they'll get a win. So St John's are eleven to ten, the Jaws five to two and Dundee Knight is thirteen. So that moves us on to the game on Sunday, which again is on the T V but I'm actually going. So oh looking forward to that. It's only fifteen pounds for an adult, five pounds for kids. Um, nice. which is really good. So mm-hmm. hopefully they get rewarded with a decent turnout. So who's predicting first, Chris? I'll go for it. I'll say Aberdeen 2, Hamilton. Craig? That's a difficult one because if Celtic lose, then Aberdeen will lose. <laughs> it's, it's almost like having to see into the future here to see whether... It's, it's all based on the Celtic result. Right, I, I've went for Celtic 2-1 against Hearts, so what I'm going to go for is Aberdeen 3-0. Never mind seeing into the future. Can you see in front of you after that strong beer, Craig? Just now. <laughs> I'm alright, I'm alright, I'm still single still vision. Fine. Um, I'm going to go 2 0, Aberdeen. Uh, Aberdeen are 4 9, the draw is 8 5, and Hamilton are 13. And I think with these predictions, I don't think there's anything really apart from Aberdeen that we all agree on. And Aberdeen's a Sunday game, so we're kind of much yeah. clear at any And the odds aren't that great. So, uh, do what we want to uh, slice? What, what odds are St. Murray? <laughs> it's 9 to 2, actually. Yeah, see? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, that, would that be five Aye. games in a row? No, I, I reckon Rangers will win the title on Saturday. Yep. Do you think so? I reckon they'll beat the Rovers and St Murder takes them off. Well, see, at 92, what's the odds for like a, a double chance? They've not got a double chance odds, have they? They won't have just now. No, they won't have, but they, possibly that's a that's a bet right there. The break ah, might you know, have helped him. The break might have helped him. McGinn will come back and head up high after a, a good performance line of match in Scotland. I've games. got a wee rumour oh, for yeah. you. Uh, Hib situation. Uh, I've heard many people say that the the run has coincided with the arrival of You've been Stokes. Yep. <laughs> so his fault. Conspiracy yeah. theory. He's doing walls, but getting well, up. Well, well, I don't know about that. But in uh, an argument between him and Cummings and uh, Henderson siding with Stokes as he would, he's oh, a, yep. a teammate, the and the rest siding with Cummings. Mm. Oh, where'd you hear this? Tell us more. No, it was just some somebody said it. I don't know. It's a, it's quite specific to come out it's in Oakley. No, it wasn't a Rangers fan at all. Oh. It was a Falkirk fan. Um, but I just thought I would mention it because uh, I think something's not no, right I've, here. I've not heard any Stokes. I must admit, I've not heard any details. Stokes has been somewhat disruptive. Yeah, which is, well, I think he's got talent. But yeah, I think something it was it was working pretty well at Hibs before he arrived. And it's collapsed ever since. So put two and two together. Mm-hmm. I could be being harsh on the guy, but uh, something's not right there. And Stubbs clearly doesn't know what's going on. Uh, he seems flummoxed by it. He he seems to keep saying, "Don't worry, just keep it. Uh, wait until the end of the season. Wait until the end of the season." No, time's running out. You're getting beat game after game in the league. Uh, uh, I I don't know. Would you think double chance for St Mirren? Do you think it would be worth it? I think I think I'm not sure what the odds would be. Right. I think they've got the quality to bounce back. It's just whether they've, they've got it in them mentally because that's a, it's a massive it's a massive thing to four games in a row in the league. I know they had the Inverness game, but four games in a row in the league that's Aye. that's huge. 
compared with what the, how they were performing. I thought, see, rewind back. I thought that they were the best team in the and I, I'm, I'm including Rangers in that. From what I've seen up until this slump, they were the team I really feared. Uh, uh, perhaps that was because I'd seen Rangers more often. I'd seen the frailties of Rangers. I'd seen Rangers squeezing through matches. Uh, but yeah, I thought Hibs were the better team, and it just shows what I know. Uh, this seems a Falkirk has been a big of a problem in Rangers and Hibs. Yes, indeed, yep. Yeah. Uh, what about Peterhead at Forfer? Peterhead at Evens? Yeah, Peterhead at Forfer's looked like a good one to me. Um, Stenhouse Muir at Breakin as well, possibly. Breakin, they've picked up a wee bit of form at home. They've only lost one in their last six at home. Really? Aye. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Clyde at home at Montreux? Do we go over Clyde and give him a, give him a second team and a chance? Peterhead, no get beat. They did it the weekend, but that was, but that was a first up. loss in a long time. I, th- I, I think Bode's back. Um, Clyde are 3-5 at home at Montreux. The other one's Queen's Park at home at Stirling Arbion. Queen's Park are 4-5, but... I think they're too yeah. tight there, are they not? Uh, one point, one place separating yeah. them. Because I was looking uh, at the address drama as well. That's first and fifth. Some rather kind of pretty decent form. 13-10. A, that killed him B, 13-10. But obviously killed him B, they'll be lifted by the win against Peterhead last week. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was saying earlier, but it's difficult. Yep. What about Livingston at home to Aloha, 4-6? Um, possibly. Could, could be a shout. Is that and Peterhead would be all right? Uh, and then if we I think Livingston definitely would win. So we've got to go Livingston, Peterhead, Clyde. Anyone get the odds mm-hmm. calculator up? <laughs> oh, uh, well, let me work this out right. So you and then you add on twenty-two and ten-pound bet would return fifty-three pound thirty-three oh, Sounds pence. good to me. Right. So. El back to you. El back to you. Ah, you bet we'll Maybe he's off oh, now. Because. Yep. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too keen to away the Yeah, I, I don't know. Chris, uh, could be eyeing his big move to Rangers so he doesn't want to injure himself. I'm struggling to think anybody else, so that's the problem. It used to be a bit of a struggle. Um, well, my, if, if ever I'm stuck for a, a first goal scorer, my go to man prior to Stokes was Cummings. Cummings. See, I don't know. I, I, I still think it's a tricky fixture for them away to St. Man. Oh, I, I agree with that. What certainly. about Craig Gunn going yeah. to Aaron? Mm, I don't know. Um, picked up an away win there at the weekend. Clyde, you've got Gormley, but Gormley, he's not scored a lot this season. No. Do we stick with McAllister? Peterhead? The water? Maybe. Unless any Rangers players, maybe. Or I said earlier that I've got a wee soft spot for Kenny Miller. Aye, but when you get the first goal, I'm yeah, not overly convinced. I think you'll need to you'll need to start. Oh, Forrester. So I've not got lag. Forrester's like what he score, but I don't know if he's yeah. going to score. This is half the problem with Rangers. It could be anybody that scores first. If it was, any, if it was anything goal scorer, Forrester's yep. probably a good bet. But for first goal scorer, it's a bit more tricky. Yep, and what I'm saying about Kenny Miller will start. He may not start as a, yeah. a striker. Yep. He's saying no uh, Rangers players. In fact, wait a minute, I've just looked at... He's got stats. Aye, you know what last scorers. week. Right. Uh, we revealed that last week. I revealed that, aye. Well, Kenny Miller has scored 1,500 minutes compared to Jason Cummings' 2,000 minutes. Kenny Miller scored one goal less than Jason Cummings. Kenny Miller, he's my yeah, man. man. Shall we, like, we go with it? Well, he's 4 to 1. I think that's confirmed. You know what? Yeah, let's go for it. That's confirmed. Already. I don't have any better options. Right, okay. Kenny Miller, 4 to 1. 40 quid because we don't get the state. That was nice. Right, aye. I think he'll score. You have a wee moan about it. Uh, but he'll score. Anything else we want to go over before we finish? You gotta be. You gotta come no, back on next week, Craig, because potentially thing. you could be celebrating. Uh, no, Who? next week. Next oh, week. No, next week. No, because we've got the the Peterhead. That's right. Oh, 
but I could come on after that and then be down in the dumps and moaning about her head, cheating her way to a, a title, uh, a cup win, or be coming on in two titles. So yeah, I would hope to come on after the, the I, I think that's, that's a good time to come on because aye, we can look forward aye. to the semi-season of Scottish Cup as well. Chris, I've been on holiday that week. Yep. Aren't we? We've been on holiday that week. We don't think we can make it that week. Just Are a podcast with Craig by himself. Well, I think I should, come on. I should definitely come on for that. Some of us still have interest in the Scottish Cup. <laughs> oh, I was a sore one. I could just have a Kenny Miller special if you wanted. I just talk about him for the, the the period where we kind of fell out of love for a bit and then fall back in love. Could be could be a good lesson. What's, what's, what's that the phrase? Is he's only one to play for all three old fun games or old fun teams? <laughs> No, I've never you heard you've heard heard that. that joke. No. No, you've heard it now. Yeah. Right, well, if there's nothing else, that probably that can sit for the night. Uh, good having you back, Craig, as I said, and we'll have you back before any of this. I enjoyed it. Uh, it good. Thanks for having me. We managed to hold out. There was a few technical difficulties earlier. There'll be a bit of work in the edit in front. Oh, no, no. You talk about it, but absolutely well, flawless. There was nothing wrong with it at all. <laughs> no, 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 there's no yep. venom. I, um, Aye, if we can get somebody, an expert, and to edit it when he goes to work in the morning, then it should sound pretty Aye, good. and it seems weird saying as well to you, Chris, it's good having you on, because usually it's you saying that about me. I know, but... it's, been, it's just been nice to be there. Aye. Well, right, thanks for listening, listeners, and speak to you next week. Cheers. 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 Bye. Bye.